Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13, 14 minutes usually. But that keeps us in God's Word, and that keeps us focused on our relationship with God, also on our spiritual lives. It also helps us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. You know people in your life who need to change, don't you? Help them by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around, grow stronger in their faith, come closer to God, maybe even get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. Now, we're going to continue in our line of thought and study. We've made the statement, Sunday's coming. Are you? What about you? Now you say, what do you mean Sunday's coming? Are you? It does not matter what day of the week you're going to listen to this particular podcast Bible study. Sunday's not far off. Now, even if you listen to it on a Sunday, still only seven days away, Sunday's back. Now, what happens on Sunday? What should be the, the main focus in our lives? Come together with the church to worship God. That should be number one. Now, a lot of people, they, they go through a whole lot of mental and spiritual gymnastics thinking when it comes to Friday or Saturday, am I going to go to church tomorrow? Am I going to go to church Sunday? Am I going to be there? And so they go through all of these, these mental and spiritual gymnastics trying to figure out, am I going to be there or not, you know, and reconcile if they decide they're not going to be there. Could, you know, what would be one excuse or reason they could come up with that would be bona fide to keep them out of church services? Uh, you know, I quit that long time ago, early in my life. I just put that out of my head. I made up my mind. I know where I'm going to be on Sunday. I don't have to go through the mental gymnastics, the spiritual gymnastics, trying to work it out, you know, trying to explain my responsibility and also my desire away. I want to be with the church. I want to worship God. I want to be there remembering my Savior's death on the cross. I want to be partaking of the Lord's Supper. So when I go to bed Saturday night, I don't have to wonder. I know where I'm going to be the next day. If, if God wakes me up the next day, I'm going to be there with the church. A whole lot of people, they want Jesus in their life. As I've said many times, they just don't want commitment to have to be in their life as well. Commitment to Jesus. They want God to forgive them. They want God to bless them. They want God to save them, but they don't want to have to be dedicated to be obedient to God on a consistent basis. A whole lot of people, they want Jesus they want salvation, but they don't want the church that Jesus established on this earth. Now, we've already talked about a whole bunch of lofty terms or descriptions or forms of identification that God's Word lays out for us in, in reference to the church. First, Jesus said, I'm going to establish my church on this earth, and even dying on the cross is not going to keep it from coming to be. Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. It's referred to in verse 19 as the kingdom of heaven. It's referred to in Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23, and Colossians 1 and verse 18, and again in verse 24, as the body of Christ. 
It's referred to in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15 as the house of God, the pillar and ground of the truth, the house of the living God. Three different descriptions in that one verse of Scripture. My, over and over again. It's, it's spoken of in such lofty terms that ought, to really, that, that ought to really impress us with just how magnificent but also how important the church is in God's eyes, in the eyes of Christ, and therefore should be in our eyes. Now, a lot of people, why, why don't they want to go to church? Let me, let me give you one of the probably one of the top two reasons, lazy or simply it's inconvenient. They don't want to be bothered. I remember many years ago, my youngest son, and we're talking about decades ago, we're driving on a Sunday morning to church services. We drive by a park in the small town we lived in, he looked out of the car window and he saw all of these people out there playing baseball, picnicking, whatever the case might be. And in his young boy, innocent mind, he, he kind of protested, why are all these people out here at the park? They're not going to be at church. Well, that's the way of humanity, isn't it? Now, Ann Landers. Many of you remember Ann Landers, and I think they still do some of those kinds of columns in daily newspapers around the country. But Ann Landers, she shared a column about a no-excuse Sunday. And, and people make excuses. Well, and I can't be there. Well, yeah, I remember one lady, she said, I work six days a week. That's the only day I can sleep in. What a poor excuse for not worshiping God with the church. No excuse Sunday. You know, hypocrites there, hypocrites in the world, friends. It's a whole lot purer atmosphere within the Lord's church than it is out there in the world. Well, I've got this to do. I've got that to do. You've got six other days to do it. Or else you can do it later on on Sunday. Quit making excuses. But here, here she, Ann Landers, she wrote this, No Excuse Sunday. And of course, she's being <laughs> facetious. It's a humorous kind of thing to try to explain away the excuses that people come up with. Number one, cots will be placed in the vestibule for those who say, Sunday is my only day for sleeping in. Number two, Eye drops will be available for those whose eyes are tired from watching TV until way late into the night on Saturday night. Number three, we will have steel helmets for those who believe that if they showed up at church services, surely the roof, the roof would cave in. <laughs> Number four, blankets will be furnished for those who complain it is too cold. And at the same time, fans will be available for those who say it's too hot in the building. Number five, we will have hearing aids for those who say, the preacher does not talk loud enough. I can't hear. And there will be cotton for those who say, 
He talks too loud. Hurts my ears. <laughs> number six, scorecards will be available for those who wish to count the number of hypocrites attending. You think they ought to count themselves? Number seven, we guarantee some relatives will be present for those who like to go visiting on Sundays to see their relatives. Number eight, there will be dinner available for those who cannot go to church and then cook dinner too. Number nine, one section will have trees and grass for those who, who want to see God in nature, especially on the golf course. In fact, we may have some golf clubs setting up in certain places just for perspective. Number 10, we will have Christmas poinsettias and Easter lilies, and we'll have some fall flowers, and we'll have some summer flora as well to create familiarity for those who have never seen church except maybe on special days out of the year. The Bible says, and this is God's word again, think about it. When we read those passages of Scripture, such as Acts 20 and verse 7, when Paul said, or when, when speaking of Paul at Troas, the church at Troas, now on the first day of the week, when the disciples, that is the Christians, that is the church, the followers of Jesus, the faithful followers, when the disciples came together to break bread, to partake of the Lord's Supper, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Why do you think that specific reference to the first day of the week is there, that Sunday, that Lord's Day. That's an instruction for us to be together to partake of the Lord's Supper on the first day of the week as the church, and every week has a first day. 1 Corinthians 16, beginning with verse 1, Paul wrote, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given, given order to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, again, every week has one. On the first day of the week, the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. What was Paul saying? As you come together on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, Sunday, you take up a contribution. Now, Paul was specifying for a particular situation, and that was to help needy saints in Jerusalem who were going through a famine at that time. But there's the instruction about worshiping God through giving, and when? Upon the first day of the week. Well, what about Hebrews chapter 10? Hebrews chapter 10, and, and let's look at verses 23 through 25. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. And here we read, this is God's word again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Now, how do we hold fast to our confession of faith? Our declaration that we believe in God, we believe in Jesus as God's Son, our Lord and Savior? How do we, how do we somehow encourage our fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to love and to be involved in good works, serving God in a dedicated fashion, actively? Verse 25, not 
forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, being there on Sunday as the church comes together to meet, to be in fellowship with one another, to worship God, to remember as they gather around the Lord's table the death of Christ on the cross as they partake of the Lord's Supper, commemorating his death thereon. Sunday's coming. What about you? Let's pray. Father, help us to understand the blessings of being with the church as we come together to worship you each Sunday, each first day of the week, each Lord's Day. Help us to learn the strength that we gain through that and the closeness that develops between us and you as we come together each Sunday. Help us to hold that day dear. Help us to be dedicated that much, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.